Good morning, I'm Babs Rosavi. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. It's Wednesday, and uh, I'm happy about that. <laughs> it's the last day of August. Hey, where did August go? I tell you where it went. I spent I spent two weeks of it on Martha's Vineyard, <laughs> which, which I've never done that before. So that was a real treat. Uh, and then I guess summer. So there's 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 like a, a month and a half of porching left, people. So if you've not done it, you might want to get it in before it goes to the the crispness of the fall. Anyway, I'm happy. So hope y'all are well. I'm well. Uh, uh, let's see. What did I do yesterday? Oh, I had a good day yesterday. I ran over to Bloom. I ran over to um, Possible Futures. I, I, I love the name of this new bookstore. Lauren Anderson opened a bookstore uh, in, in the, what, is that the Dwight neighborhood? I guess it is on Edgewood and Hotchkiss right there. And she just tricked out this beautiful space. I just love it. The only thing I need now is a good coffee shop right over there. <laughs> I, need, I need a coffee shop now, or I might just buy her a damn good coffee pot and be done with it. <laughs> I need a little, I need a little coffee shop with vegan delicacies. That's it. That's what I need. So I don't know. I listen, let me not talk myself into ish because I, I have a habit of doing that. I'll talk myself into some new reality. And, and I know that because, you know, you can manifest just about anything and everything. I try to tell people, listen, you know, I was watching a cat on Good Morning America. Good morning, Harry, wherever you are. Harry's in the ether. You know, Harry's got that God complex. So, you know, he's running the world through the internet. <laughs> Harry, Harry is running the world through the internet. We're going to get subpoenaed to court one day, and it'll be because of some Harry mess. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway. Anyway, I, I uh, so I was over at uh, I was over at uh, Possible Futures, and I just that is the perfect title for a bookstore because when you walk in there, the possibilities of who you are, who you could be, who you dream about can become very real, and the future is now, right? That's how I see it. So I love I love it. 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 I mean, I I, I dug people get ready. I understood it. But possible future speaks more to, uh, you know, some of us are already ready. So we don't got to get ready, ready. You know what I mean? So the, the future is bright. I got to wear shades. So I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So anyway, I had to go over there yesterday because I had to pick up, had to pick up my, my book because I'm taking a separate and apart from the Yale Access to Law School program, which starts September 10th. And I just found out my friend Earl Bloodworth is in the class. Cause he, I was, I texted him yesterday cause I saw his wife yesterday at Bloom and I hadn't spoken to him in a long time. I really had, not since his brother passed. And, uh, and I was like, gosh, I need to catch up with Earl. So I was talking to his wife, Dr. Mason. She was in Bloom taking a little bit of a respite and we were just chatting, chatting. I was like, oh, by the way, how is your husband doing? How is he? She's like, well, you know, he's, he's fine. You know, I was like, you know, girl, I have not talked to him. So I sat right there and I, um, and I texted him and she was like, no, don't tell him where I'm at. <laughs> I was like, girl, I'm not gonna write you out. <laughs> She's like, don't tell her where I am. 
I think like, these husband and wives crack me all the way up, but I understand it because she's trying to get us, she's trying to get some chill time. And sometimes when you have your significant other in the space, the chill time is not chill time. It's honey, do this, honey, 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 honey. So I get it. So anyway, I texted him and he was, he said something about, oh yeah, I might be whatever, whatever. And um, looking at law schools. So I was like, I was like, law school? I was like, damn. Had I known that, I would have just sent you the Yale access to law thing so you could get in. So he texts me back. He's like, I am in. <laughs> I said, oh. He's like, I'm not, I, I haven't announced it to people. I'm the I'm the only person that has announced to people. Everybody else tried to be on the DL on the download with the information. And, and here I am broadcasting his business. Uh, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll become live tomorrow when they post it up on the, on the website, they'll, they'll post it. And I don't know. I, I, I know one other person, a, a friend of mine, a girlfriend of mine, um, sister, uh, she, she's in it. So I already know two people. I feel like this is going to be like the first day of school. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I need to get a good book bag. Uh, and and um and my own little supplies. <laughs> I think I need my own little supplies. So I need a book bag. I need supplies. You know, like pens, paper, a little stapler, a little stapler remover. You know, all the things, right? Like not like I don't need crayons. I already have enough crayons, but like stuff like that. But anyway, so anyway, I'm taking another class adjacent to the Yale Access to Law. And it's the um, it's um, race and the law um, to talk about how the laws and, and racism in this country pretty much go hand in hand. Not pretty much. Go hand in hand. So anyway, the book that's required reading is The Color of Law. And I, I sent this to Laura. I sent her the message when I was on, um, on the vineyard. And I said, listen, I'm, uh, I'm going to sit in on my class on Thursday at the vineyard, but I don't have my book. If you have, can you order the book? So she's like, girl, I have the book. I teach from that book. When I was a professor, I taught from the book. I was like, ah! So I got the book. So I got the book and I'm gonna read it. I'm, I'm four chapters behind. Cause last class was chapters one and two. And then tomorrow's class is three and four. So I've got to catch up. But she said, you know what? It's a good read. Like it's not the kind of, it's not the kind of academic read that you would be expecting. This is a, a, a really good read. So I'm gonna sit on the porch today and absorb it. And I'm gonna have my little, I know I've got some highlighters somewhere and just highlight and do this. So, so it's uh, the color of law, a forgotten history of how government segregated um, uh, America. So. So I'm, I'm, listen, I'm taking this ride, baby. I'm taking this ride. And I'm so happy that Earl Bloodworth is taking the ride with me. I, don't get me in trouble in class, brother, because I'll rat your ass out. I'm like, ah, not me talking, it's Earl. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to, now I'm excited. Now I want to know who else is in the class. Now I want to know who else. I This this is this is shaping up pretty good. I, I think, listen, we got two years together to, to do this and, 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 Whatever I don't I don't know what Earl wants to do around um, um, uh, what kind of law or whatever he's he's younger than I he's like a decade younger than I am so he might have other kinds of aspirations me 
I just want to be a bona fide S talker. I want to talk ish and freedom fight. I'm not trying to be in nobody's corporate whatever, although I could do it. It's me likes a Prada suit. Let me tell you something. Me likes a Prada suit and some Prada pumps, but those days are behind me. I digress. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was trying to listen a couple of things, trying to few, uh, uh, change the trajectory of my life. Um, I have some ideas of what I want to do. Uh, Addis Castillo is, uh, doing her thing. And uh, I've had conversations with her. She's been having conversations with other like-minded people because they want to do some freedom fighting and baby, I'm a freedom fighter. So, so anyway, I got to read four chapters of my book today. I, I Listen, reading on demand is my strong suit. I know how to do it. I don't been through grad school. I know how to do it. I just got to get back in the rhythm and uh, you know, so as this, it comes at a good time because the summer is winding down and uh, and the parties are winding down. The galas are amping up, which is fine. I'm going to make all the galas. I'm, you know, I'm starting with, I'm going to go to the Arts and Ideas uh, Gala. I'm going to go to the Jamaican American Connection Gala. That's my favorite one. Um, and I think there's a bunch of other galas that I got. Well, oh, and the uh, Freddie Fixer Gala because... Um, people I care deeply for are being honored. So I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a spy some of that, but I'm not going to stay through the whole thing because I know the Freddie Fixer Gala going to run like the NAACP galas are past. I can't be up till four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> no shade. Although, although my girl Dory is trying to change that gala situation, that dinner situation, um, and I like what she did um, this year. I was not able to attend this year when they hosted uh, a concert at the Schubert and gave out their awards that way. I couldn't make it. I was, I think I was out of town. I was somewhere else, but I know I, I couldn't, I, it was something that was competing and I couldn't be there. So, um, so yeah, so to be gala season and holiday season and all the things, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to all of it, but I've got to be studious. Studious. So I'm taking this class, Race and the Law, out of, um, it's a, a, a sister in um, uh, a college in Ohio. I can't call it, I can't call the name right now. I'll pull it up. And uh, 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 she she's teaching this class and apparently she has taught it lots and lots of times uh, because people, people in the, in the cohort have taken it before. So it's it's pretty uh, pretty interesting. So uh, I have the syllabus in my bag, but my bag is not anywhere near me. But I believe the school is somewhere in, uh, somewhere uh, in Ohio. And she teaches it for free. So I signed up for this first part, which ends in October. And then the second part kicks in that following week. So I'm I'm going to do all the thing. I'm doing it all. Yes, yeah, so it's uh it ends the first cohort ends the first class for first semester ends October 13th and then the second semester starts again October 20th. So uh so yes, I'm doing it. So I'm going to do both classes. 
because I just want to learn. I want to I want to immerse myself in these kinds of things. So I'm I'm excited. And it's uh, every Thursday from like five to seven fifteen or something or other. So I'm doing it anyway. Uh, just so I can start getting myself acclimated to thinking lawyerly. <laughs> Ooh, lawyerly. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, and you know, reading the color of law after reading uh, 400 souls, which I, I didn't even know how, um, how uh, pragmatic that was, like how much sense that made to read that book at this particular moment in time. Um, and and it, it had a uh, life-changing repercussions. It just got me thinking about America in a very different way. I'm, I'm starting to sort of damp down the rose colored glasses I've been wearing for my entire life about what I think America could be. I think America could be anything that it wants to be if it's the will of the people. And right now the will of the people is racism. <laughs> so I, so as long as that is the will of the people, racism, um, then I, I, my, my, uh, my hope for America to be what America thought it would be since the founding fathers um, is, is going to be side-eyed. You know what I mean? It's just going to be side-eyed. So good morning, everybody who's listening. Thank y'all. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate y'all listening. Um, so, so it's not that I am, uh, I'm jaded. I don't, I don't feel jaded. I am a romantic at heart. I believe love can save and do and be all the things. It jumps, it leaps, it wraps us around. It can do all the things. But I also know that there are people who are resistant to love. And 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 I and I I don't I don't I hate to say hate, right? I think people hate is really just resistance to to something that they that they're not accustomed to or they think they're not accustomed to. You know. Um so I so I, I'm giving, I'm looking at America with, you know, with, with real glasses on, with a side eye, you know, and, and a shot of bourbon. Cause I, I know, <laughs> I know we, 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 we are a racist nation and, and for people to sort of dismiss that, it's just, it's just a, a shame because if you can, if you can own the racism part as a country collectively, then we can make some inroads in this thing. But as long as we keep, I'm not racist, but I do racist things. <laughs> oh, don't call me a racist, even though I'm doing racist things. <laughs> and we're never gonna get, we're not gonna get nowhere. I don't know anybody who has not been married and not gone to couples counseling. If you've not gone to couples counseling, go to couples counseling. This is what I would suggest for us in America. We need to be in couples counseling. <laughs> so you can work out the, the truth of things. You know, when you, I, listen, the first year of my marriage, I spent couples counseling because we, my, my then husband and I, we, we, we had no real communication skills with one another. He came with baggage. I came with baggage and none of us was willing to unpack it. I don't even think, listen, I don't even think we knew we had luggage like that. <laughs> I don't even think we knew we had baggage like that. But, but we, we understood that we needed to make that investment so that the marriage could grow and move forward. And, and it was a good year. You know, it got off to a terrible start. But but it it through the years it 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 morphed into something really good. Now, granted, we got divorced. Well, we didn't we didn't, we didn't get divorced because we couldn't communicate. 
we got divorced because we couldn't communicate. You know what I mean? So whatever the tools we use, you know, in the end, we just, we just like F it. We just gonna, I, I, he wants what he wants. I was in the midst of a storm and he couldn't weather the storm. But America, we need a couple's counseling session for about a generation. And that means truth telling, you know, put all, put everything on the table. What is on the table? Put everything on the table. Everything. The, we're not going to leave nothing under the rug. We're not going to leave nothing under the napkin. We're going to bring all the things to the table. Just c- clear out everything, put it on the table. And I think that's what America needs to do, you know, because I, I, people are resistant to that because they don't, they don't want, they, they think based on their experiences of the way they treated us, that somehow or other, if the truth is laid out before them, that we will have second, we would, we would consider just killing them. <laughs> Seriously, I think that's the, I think that is the underarching fear for racism, that they think that white folks who are racist think that if if they put all the truth and own the truth of the transatlantic slave trade, the Middle Passage, Jim Crow, Black Code laws, all the things, if they, they, if they laid it all out from end to end across America, it's like, and the timeline, everything, I think they think that we will rise up and just kill them all. And I don't think anything is further from the truth. I, we listen. I think there have been every opportunity in this in this country to just kill a whole bunch of white people, and we've not done it. You know what has happened? White people have systematically and strategically and deliberately killed us in huge, ridiculous numbers. So that's the truth of it. We weren't lynching white people. We weren't. White people spent a lot of time lynching us, men, women, and children. They spent a lot of time doing this. So much so that Ida B. Wells had to run across this country trying to get laws to say, stop lynching black people, please. (laughs) Can we just walk down the street without y'all lynching us? Stop lynching us, please. You know, we and and it has been a a fight. We just, listen, we just got anti-lynching laws on the books this year. 2022, we just got anti-lynching laws on the books. So I gotta tell you something. So yeah, America, we need we need a couple's counseling. And deep, 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 deep. And there are some white folks who get it, who understand it, who get it. And then there's some that the majority of them won't think about it because it is it is overwhelming to them. Because if they have to think about the way that this country has treated everybody, everybody at some point, everybody, but mostly black and brown people, that they, their humanity would come into question. And then they'd have to question their own Christian beliefs. And Christianity honestly was used to do more harm than good. That's why I don't, you know, as, as a person who is very, very religious, and I, and I believe myself to be, so much so that I've studied, right? And 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 love the mystery of of sacred scriptures, no matter whose they are, whether it's the Torah or the Bible or Sanskrit or 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 the Quran or whatever the hell it is. I like it all. I love the mystery of it. 
but I but I'm no fool about following things. I'm not I'm not foolish like that. But it does give me pause to think about how do I how do I take what was forced upon me, make it my own, and thrive within it? How do we how do we do that? And that's a great question for theologians. And I love when people speak on that kind of stuff. I don't like when people just want to preach from the gospel and just go run with stuff. No, I I I like to be centered in this faith was forced on us and 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 used to harm us for forever. And now we've come up through it, made it our own, put our African roots to it and sort of figured out a way to be faithful people to a faith that was not faithful to us. I think that is a, an amazing story. So when I talk about religion being used as a weapon, I know what I'm talking about. It doesn't make me a non-believer. It doesn't make me not want to serve God and, and admire the teachings of Jesus Christ. It, it, it doesn't do that. It, it, I, I am more rooted in, in that because there was a group of people at some point who said, there is something bigger than us in this world that drives and sustains and carries. That I, I like that. So I can make room for the part of the religious stories that are painful and rooted in man's inhumanity to man. I can, I can, I can get with that. I get it. And I can examine it with a critical eye without being disrespectful or, or, or a disbeliever. I, I think you could believe and, and be critical. I honestly think God calls us to be critical thinkers. God calls us to be critical. And if people think that God is small and, and, and moved by people's blasphemy, then you, I don't know what God you're serving that is thin skinned like that. <laughs> That's the God I serve says, you know what? I, I, I bring it all, bring it. You want to yell, bring it. You want to cuss me out, bring it. You, you want to, you want to, you want to trash me, bring it. I, I could take it. But I think humans just use their own smallness to measure God's greatness. And when you use your smallness to measure God's greatness, you're going to paint God as small. You're just gonna you're just gonna bring God to a level that is that is digestible for you, because you are small. We're all small, but you have to think. You have to push yourself. You have to get to, you have to get to um, um, faith maturity. You know, you have to you you if you if you sit in a church or a mosque or a synagogue. And, and you just focus on your narrowness and your smallness. If you just focus on what God just does for you, you are missing a whole bunch of lessons and messages that God has. God is a community-focused God. <laughs> God is like, 
We do our best work, people. Humans, you are at your best when you are in community. And not necessarily with a community of like-minded people. But when you put yourself in places that you might not otherwise be in and do my work, baby, you might be on to something. I, I can hear God now. You might be doing something right. But if you only stay in your churches and in your pulpits and you're not doing the work, because you know, God already said she, Mother God, has already given us all the tools. He's like, listen, I'm going to listen, do this, 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 this. And, and not because I'm telling you to do it, but look, this is what I do. Now, you can follow along or not. This is what I do. I, I'm about feeding the hungry. You want to feed the hungry? There's a lot of hungry people. Listen, I'm about clothing the naked. You want to clothe the naked? There's a lot of naked people. <laughs> you want to go into the, you, you know what? There's a lot of people in prisons that could use the word, but don't use the word as a weapon. Don't use the word as a way to shame them. That's my job. I, God is like, I, I know what to do here. I just need you to go take the word. Just take the word and be an example of the word. I don't need you to use the word as a, as a whip or a battering ram or any, or, or as a gun. I don't need you to t use the words like that. I just need you to put the words out there so people can hear. And then not just the word, act accordingly. I'm not asking you to be a saint. I'm just asking you, damn, don't do no harm. <laughs> can you not do any harm in my name? Just, just get the people the word and, and walk upright a little bit and, and be cool with that. But no, people, people are harsh. They, put their own spin on stuff. And that's everybody's religious thing. I don't care if you're Jewish, there's things that Jews do culturally that different from other Jews culturally. There are things that Christians do that are different for other Christians. Everybody put their own Muslims. Everybody puts their own slant on stuff. They put their own cultural things. And I, and I have no beef with that. None. Because I think it all belongs but people have to decide do they want to do they want to serve or do they want to do they want to perform do you want to serve or do you want to perform do you want to and there listen cut it out y'all see performers all the time you know i i i always i always just i i, I know there's this whole prosperity gospel thing where people are like they love, they love to say, oh, I was blessed with this car. I was blessed with whatever. I was, you know, things, a house, a job, whatever, whatever it is. The things, it's the things. <laughs> I don't know. I, I never hear people say I'm blessed with a fine mind and a, and a good heart. I, I dare say I never, never hear it. Never hear it. I always hear people talking about the blessings in things. I get it. And I, listen. It is nice to have things. I listen, I live in a whole house full of things. <laughs> I love things. <laughs> you just heard me talk about how I love a Prada suit. I love things. I get it. I get it. But I don't I don't think of those as blessings. I don't think of the, I don't think of I think I think my ability to get things might be a blessing. My ability to make the payments on my car might be a blessing. Might. I got I got to think about this a little bit. I got, I got to think about it. And, and, and when you have a faith background, you, you're not afraid when you are faithfully mature, you can wrestle with God about stuff all the time. I do. I love it. 
God is not afraid. He's not afraid of me. <laughs> like that. Ain't nothing you can say that's going to make me whatever. It's not going to make me less God. No. God is like, listen, let's have a conversation. Let's get it in. And so I, I do. I, 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 get, I think people get it twisted when they just, I want to glorify God. You know how you glorify God? Do the work. God does not ask for temples and shiny stained glass windows. And that's, that's man stuff. Man, men like that. Humans like it. Humans like that, 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 that kind of offering. Oh, look, look, I'm gonna I'm build this fancy glass church in the middle of nowhere and the people will come. And God is like, listen, you could stand on a rock in the middle of Harlem. And if the word is right and you are pure of heart, that's the temple right there. I get it. I get it. We people, people, people want like nice things. I just think we want nice things crouched in all the wrong reasons. Just say you want nice things, but don't put that on God. Don't put that. I'm making an offering to God. You know how you make an offering to God? Help do the do the work. It's the work. It is the work. And that's the part that people don't get. It's not, and I get it. There's a whole history about why black people dress up to go to church. Because during in enslavement times, you know, you you that that was the way that you 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 could separate yourself from your everyday practical lives. That Sunday or whatever, whatever day they allowed us to worship um, uh, uh, went a long way with, I, I need to put my some distance between what I wear in the fields and what I wear to church. I get it. I understand it. I understand it, you know. But I think we've gone a, a bridge too far. Because now it's, let me show up with all the things. And I, I don't know, I don't know how that helps you, your spirit. I don't know how that opens your heart. I don't know, I don't know what that does. You know, I get it. I Listen, I like nice things. I've got my share of baubles and jewels and things. God knows I do. <laughs> Somebody said to me the other day, I never see you in the same thing twice. That's a lie. <laughs> But I understand it because I have a lot of things. <laughs> I have a lot of things. So if you see me as something that I wore last week, this week, it's because it was right there and I could pull it. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't put it back in the back of the closet. So I, 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 I don't say this. In, I don't say this because I'm better. There's no better. I just think about things a little differently. And I'm inviting other people to sort of think about things differently. I mean, the, the church, the people are leaving churches because the message is not in alignment with how they are living. And I think ministers have to recognize that the world has changed. The word hasn't changed. The word is the word, I get it. But the delivery, and the telling of the word and the teaching of the word has to sort of have real relevance to people's lives, to their everyday practical lives. I, I can't seek salvation in a place that has condemnation for me. 
I, I can't do it. I won't do it. I cannot sit in a space where my sisters and brothers are not welcome because, because whatever the dot, dot, dot is. I, I don't, I don't understand that thinking. I don't. God, if you believe that God made everything in life, everything, everything, then you cannot take, you cannot take issue with any of God's creations. Not if you're still killing and eating meat and all this other kind of stuff and blah, 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 blah. No. Nope. I know. I know. I'm just giving y'all something to think about, something else to think about. As you go to your houses of worship by the weekend, I want you to think about these things. Who is not there? This is why I like to ask people. When you're sitting in your space, your place of worship, wherever it is, who is not there? What sort of people are not there? And then say, why are they not here? Why? And then listen to what is, listen and pay attention to the choreography of the place you are worshiping in. Listen and pay attention to how people are when they, when they come there. How are they treated? How are they looked upon? Who have you invited? Have you invited people? And, and is, is the person at the pulpit delivering a message of welcome rather than a message, message of you are not welcome here because dot, dot, dot. Because the Bible said, and I, and I think people need to come up off the literal Bible that does more harm than good. Come up off the literal Bible. Use the Bible as a teaching tool, but not as the literal word of God. I, I, just, I just don't understand how people don't make that leap because I, I feel some kind of way when people literally take these words um, as though this is this is how it's it's written in stone, and it and it and it and you think that you're doing God's will by by twisting yourself into some you know a, to twisting yourself to to identify with stories that was written thousands and thousands of years ago, and 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 there's messages to that, and I, you know I have to remind people that when you read the King James Bible. That that is not that that is somebody's interpretation of what was told to them, and so if you're the if you're a King James version of the Bible, and you you write the Bible out, you get the best writers of the day. Like if I was going to write a Bible today, you know maybe maybe I would contract with Toni Morrison. Nikki Giovanni, you know, maybe I would contract with Roxanne Gay or, you know what I mean? Like I would find the best writers of the day to capture the stories that were told to me about the people of God. That's how the King James Bible came to be. <laughs> Contracted with the best writers of the day in the language of the day. <laughs> So you don't have to, you don't have to use that language, which some, sometimes when I hear, hear passages from a King James version of the Bible, I like it because I, I just find it flower, flowery and pretty. And, but, but when I, but when I, when I want some real understanding, I go get me a messenger, messenger Bible, message Bible, or I go get me a, 
some some other Bible that speaks of the language of right this moment. There's nothing wrong with that. We don't we don't speak in the we none of us speak in Aramaic. None of us speak in Hebrew. None of us, you know. I mean, I think the Jews still recite the Torah in Hebrew, right? That's still Hebrew. It's still it's still some things you just you, you learn it. You say it in Hebrew because that's the that's what it was, you know. But when you when you want, but when it's time for the lessons and the understanding, they don't speak in the language of the people who, you know, who is in the congregation. We're gonna use that language. We're gonna use the prevailing language of the congregation. That's all I'm saying. So when you're sitting in your places of worship, you look around and say, who is not here? Who should be here? And then go about the business of thinking, what can I do to open these doors for other people to come and get the word the way I'm getting in the word so that we could be fellow, we could be, we could fellowship in community. And how, how do I get the other people to come here so that we could do the work of God outside of these walls? What are we doing? You know why mega churches are so big and so huge and rich? Because those folks that run those kinds of entities understand that they have to speak in the language of everyday practical conversations that people are having, that they have to motivate and inspire first. Now, I, I would invite these mega churches to go one better and inspire and invite people to go and do greater work in the community. You know, I, I get it. These mega churches, I get it. I get that people long to belong to something. I get it. For my money, I, I like a small, intimate place of worship. I don't necessarily care for hundreds of thousands of people around me in worship. It just feels odd to me. It feels almost anti-faith to me. That's me. That, listen, you can write me all you want. You can say whatever you want. I don't care. I'm just telling you my experience. I just feel like I, I like I liked it. I like small, intimate spaces of worship rather than these stadiums of people who I'm never going to get to know. I like knowing something about the folks who go to my church and their families and their kids. I like when we have pageants. Well, I used to like, you know, my, my church is gone, but, and even, and even then, you know, there were people in my church who were critical of the way that we did things and that's fine. I, 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 people think that there should be no criticism of anything. How do you grow and learn if there's no critical expression? I talk about mean spirited stuff, like girl, why are you in them? Why why are you wearing those pants? That's 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 mean talk. That's not criticism. You know, you know what criticism would be? I really, I really like that you wear black all the time. I love it. Love it. Maybe sometimes you could, I if I were I'm inviting you to maybe pop it with a with a little color. Maybe in a scarf or a cardigan or a piece of jewelry. You know, make your outfit really, really, make that black really, really fly. See, that's that's a little bit of a criticism to me. But it's not harmful. You know, it's not I don't want to harm people. 
I don't, I don't want to, I don't, I've been harmed enough in my life. I don't want to harm people. I, I think, I think we are critique adverse. <laughs> I think we, I think we are. I think we are critique adverse. And, and we just take it very personal when people say, uh, you know, that position that you took on X, well, let me tell you why you're wrong. That's, you know, that's a little tough. I think if you say, you know, that position you took on X, let me, let me give you another point of view on that. Or are you interested in hearing another perspective? Or you go to your own blog and write what the hell you want. <laughs> just, just write what you want. <laughs> then you don't got to worry about it. Or you write an opinion piece and submit it to the paper. Do you know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of ways to sort of have an opposing opinion without, you know, coming to blows. Coming to blows. So I just, I just want people to 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 consider their religious lives not as separate from their everyday practical lives. And to sort of reimagine what what blessings are to them. You know, reimagine that, you know, um, and, and, and think about God as not as a magician or genie. Do you know what I mean? Like, don't, don't think of God as a, as a magician or a genie, you know, just granting wishes. And I know when you are in those moments where you think all you need is money or something to rescue you. I get it. I have been in the, I've been in the bottom of the valley more times than I could tell you praying for some, some entity to rescue me out of despair. And you know what it always was? Me rescuing me out of despair with God's help. Do you understand? With God's help. And, and sometimes God help is you just have to open your eyes, change your mind, and move in another direction. Sometimes that's the help. <laughs> Sometimes that's the help. Sometimes the help is, oh, let's change direction. Because you are fighting against the tide. And when you're fighting against the tide, you cannot win. Do you know what I mean? You have to, you have to sort of, everybody wants these big sweeping examples of God in their lives. But really, 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 it's the smallest of things. You know how God, you know how, let me tell you how I know God is in my life. I breathe in, I breathe out. I can get up from this chair and walk over there. Now that doesn't mean that people who can't get up from a chair ain't walk over there, that God is not in their life. God is in their life in another sort of way another way. And I think we have to reimagine what blessings are. We have to. Otherwise, if we don't reimagine what blessings are, then you know what it is? Then God is reduced to a magician, a clown, and a genie. That's, that's what we're doing. Oh, Lord, I, I, God bless me with this Cadillac or this whatever. No, God blessed you with the, with the ability to make enough money to buy the car that you want. It's the abilities that are the blessing. 
It's the ability, not the car itself, because so do you make this? So if somebody hits your car, do you say, well, I guess God took the car away from me? <laughs> you see what I mean? We just reduce God to a magician or a genie or or mean spirited something. No, I don't I don't think God rocks like that. I think God sits there's like, let me let the let me, I'm gonna give these humans free will. Let me see what they do with it. <laughs> I'm gonna give them a whole book, let them figure it out. <laughs> I'm gonna let them see if they can live with one another. If they get along with people who are different than they are. Will they speak good words to each other? Will they feed the sick, clothe the homeless? You know, will they will they do it or will they do anything? How many burning bushes do I got put in front of people? And, and and there's burning bushes everywhere. I mean, God is everywhere. God is speaking to us all the time. And people have to decide if you want to hear it. Sometimes you don't want to hear God. I'm guilty. Sometimes I just like, God, I don't, I don't really want to hear about this right now. I don't, <laughs> you know what, God? I'm not doing your will today. <laughs> I know, I know that people sitting there like, whoo, how could she say that? Let me tell you something. Nobody is doing God's will every single day. You are not. So don't make it seem like I'm the only one. Because <laughs> I am not. Some days, this I, t- I told y'all a long time ago, I get up in the morning and every day, my, my prayers, thank you, God, for, for breath. And when I go out my door, let me see Christ in every person that I meet. Now, I fail at this 98% of the time. I fail. Because sometimes I see people and, and they, you know, it's like if somebody cut you off in traffic or, and I'm learning to sort of let that go, right? Like let the small little things go so that I'm not personally miserable about some slight that somebody did. So I try, I try. And, you know, it's, and listen, I try to see Christ in everybody. Try. I try. I fail all the time because people get on your nerves. Particularly for me, white people get on my nerves. But I try. And when you start to sort of see Christ in everybody, that means you see their humanity, that you are not so fast to cuss them or treat them like trash, even though they're cussing you and treating you like trash, you are standing in the human space and you see them as human. And now, let me tell you, that always doesn't work. But my intention is that I start my day believing that everybody I meet is the Christ. And I fail. And I don't mind failing because if I get if I if I get another chance the next day, if I get breath, the gift, the blessing of breath for the next day, I get to try it again. And there's there's small things that we could do in our in our everyday practical lives to, to sort of be a blessing to one another, you know. And it's not always I, I got a hundred dollars, let me give you a hundred dollars. Sometimes it's you know what? Let me let me stand here and hold the door because I see you coming. Or somebody's in the register and they a dollar short, and you 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 give them the dollar, and you don't want their explanation. Then you don't listen. 
take the dollar because I know what it's like to be in the line and have to put things back. I, I, I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be in a line and somebody is trying to figure out how to what groceries they could get for their babies because they don't run out of money or they've they've maxed out their EBT and now you know they have to register and they and they they have to figure out what to put back. And sometimes you can help and sometimes you can't. And if you can't help, don't roll your eyes at them because they have to figure out, they have to make some decisions in that moment about what they got to put back. Because if you ain't never walked that walk, then you're going to be annoyed. Or maybe you're annoyed because you have walked that walk and, and you just, and you don't know how, you don't have any, you don't know how to, to master your other emotions around how to deal with that. So your first default is to be mad, anger. I'm just mad. <laughs> you're not really mad at them because you don't know them. You just feel like, oh, they're just holding up the line. Hold up, where, where you got to go in this moment that you can't do God's will right in this moment by standing there and being respectful. That's, that's God's work right there. I don't, I don't know why people don't ever see that. <laughs> that's God's work right there. Being a better human when somebody else is having a tough time. You could be in that space with them. You could stand there with them without being with them. And maybe you, out your mouth, you put a, you put a prayer over their life. You know what, God, these people are standing in this line and I know this mother is struggling or this father, this elderly person is struggling. Watch over them and, and, and take good care of them. That's, the, that's how you be a good human. I think I could be wrong. And probably am. I'm just saying. I don't know. You're making life too hard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I, ha I have the right to be annoyed. <laughs> I didn't say you didn't have the right, Harry. You, that's a choice. You could, you, could, right. you, could, you could be a better human and do God's you will know. and say, you know what? I'm going to pray over their life while I'm standing I, I, here. I'm not saying I'm not going to help. If I could help, I would help. But I'm also annoyed. And where do I have to be? I got to be in my car and then home. Yeah. Right. That's so fine. and then and, and another thing. Right. So since we're talking about this God thing. Right. <laughs> this God thing. Uh, let's put it this way. Right. If he didn't want you to have free will, he wouldn't have given it to you. Yes. Yeah. Right? Free will. So I have free will to be an idiot, to be compassionate, to be whatever I want to be. So. At that moment, I'm not serving God. I'm serving myself because he gave me free will. Yeah, that's fine. But for those of us who want to serve God, there's so many paths to that. There's so many paths to that that we don't even pay attention to. We think that, that it has to be um, gregarious and we have to show people that we're serving God. When really serving God is just you standing in the holding space for somebody while they are going through. And it, and it could be at the checkout counter because sometimes you, Harry, sometimes I can't help people with extra money because I don't got no extra money. But what I can do is stand there and not be an, a, be an asshole on top of them trying to figure out how they're going to pay for these groceries. And well, what I'm, I can do is I'm just- a, I'm a professional. Them, I'm a professional asshole. And what I can do is offer a prayer <laughs> over their life speak kind words no, into the you're, universe you're, on their behalf i can do that right. 
you're right. And and I get annoyed with the most tedious things, right? So we all do, Harry. Yeah. And so <laughs> for me, it's like I've been there too. I've been there too. I've been dirt poor, not knowing where the next meal is coming, um, crying over whether I'm gonna be able to pay the rent. I've been there with everybody, okay? So in those times where where you see like if somebody's over a dollar at the cash register or even over five dollars, I have no problem helping out and stuff like that. But I also know that I've been there. So I've been the guy walking down the aisle and and counting my pennies so that I don't get embarrassed and go over at the register. Right. So so all of that stuff is is annoying because I know what I would do. You know, I would make sure that I'm on point on the register and not $20 over at the register and stuff like that. And it's not that I haven't been there because I've been there plenty of times and for a long amount of time. You know, so, you know, this this thing, but, but always the good wins out, right? So even though in my annoyance of different things in life, I always look to help. Well, sometimes you're not able to help in, in ways that are yeah. obvious. Some, that's the, and the point I'm making is it, help can be all kinds of different ways. Sometimes help is, sometimes is the help is you see this person. Sometimes it's patience. <laughs> oh, let's go. Right. Sometimes it's patience. Sometimes it is, is being willing to wait behind that person in the line. And sometimes, me. and you know what? Here's the other part of that, Harry. Sometimes God is talking to you too. Sometimes oh. you standing in that line behind somebody, God is speaking to you too. Yeah, and it doesn't necessarily for those people who don't believe in God. Um, it's not necessarily that God is teaching you anything. It's life teaching you something, right? You're, yes. you're always learning something from every situation in your life. And I, um, I think that's a good point, Harry, because you know what? Because the minute you start talking about God with some people, they they just I, and I don't care. They don't believe it. But if you just change the, the language a little bit and say life. Right, right. And the reason I change it is because <laughs> shit. Ooh. <laughs> OK, um, it's a family show. <laughs> what was I going to say? Listen, you know, I slipped yesterday. I, I should say sugar, honey, iced tea rolls downhill for everybody. It rolls downhill. Look, everybody's in the path of that when it's coming downhill. So it's life teaching you a lesson. You don't know what is waiting for you. There may be a pitfall waiting for you. And that life lesson now is preparing you for your pitfall that's coming up. And that's just what life is, right? I mean, and that... At, at, and we could go into the science of it. By the way, you're listening to Love Best Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM. <laughs> and you're listening on, you know, the All community the, <laughs> the community radio station of New Haven. We're, we're broadcasting right off the green right now, even though we're both in our own houses. So. <laughs> but but so so that's the way it is, right? And then me also being a fan of science, I'm, you know, you read how, how time 
is all happening at the same time, Babs. Right? So the future, the past, and now, it's all happening at the same time. So you think to yourself, well, how am I going to learn something from something now for the future and all of this? No, because it's happening now and time knows what you need to learn. You know, life just has that. It's, It's incredible how it knows what you need now for the future. Yes. So, and that's for the people who don't believe in God. So. It's science, by the way. It's science. If you if you subtract the name God, a lot of it is just basic science. So you look at quantum physics and and how time works. You think to yourself, "Holy crap! What's happening? You know, in the future, like like there may be a climate disaster in the future, mm-hmm. and there's a reason we're preparing for climate. You know, to help our climate now, so that." Because the future knows of this disaster and we inherently know it too. So we start preparing for the worst. But, you know, that's mythical science. It's like um, what what Einstein called spooky science, right? Because he looked at quantum physics and he's like, this is spooky science when you could actually have things quantumly entangled and actually affected at great distances and different times. So it's just. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess I, I wouldn't use the word spooky because I, I don't, I, I tell you, I, I, and I say this all the time to people. I love the mystery. I love the mystery of, of religious thinking and religious thought. I love the mystery and the wildness of miracles and, and, and the miracles that we, that we can identify um, and the miracles that we discount, you know, the ones that we discount, like getting up in the morning, like your first breath, like restful sleep. That is a miracle. Cause you know why it's a miracle, Harry? Cause there are people in this world that are not having a restful sleep because they have wars or they're in situations or they're, it is, it is a blessing and a miracle to have restful sleep. I'm just trying to, in my own personal life, trying to frame the way I see the world so that I notice and pay attention to, to the blessings in my life and the miracles that happen in my life and around my life. And that saves me from being jaded and, and dissatisfied in the world. I have to remind myself that there are miracles still happening and blessings still around. And I have to pay attention and not take my eyes off of that. Otherwise, despair would take over and you quickly could say, what a world, what a world, what a world, what a world. And what's true at the same time is despair and happiness or despair and joy are happening all at the same time. We have the ability as humans to sort of process pain and happiness, sadness and celebration, sorrows and frivolity. We, we have the capacity, you know, Harry, you could get a call right now and somebody will say, 
some a loved one of yours has passed and you will be very sad about that. And in the next hour, Harry, you could get a call from your, your son-in-law and say, oh, Bella won another award. Mm-hmm. You're not going to set aside the joy of your granddaughters winning another award because a friend passed. You're going to say, you know what? I, in my heart, my friend passed. My heart breaks. I grieve. But at the same time, I am equally excited that my granddaughter got an award. We have the ability to process so many emotions. Absolutely. And that's what I mean. We, and this is what is lost on all of us, all of us, how, how we are entangled. We quantumly entangled, all of us, everything. That's why we do have all of these, you know, this broad spectrum of emotions, you know, because we all feel the same things. Look at what's happening in Ukraine. Look at what's happening all over the world, right? So this pain and sorrow, and you have here in the United States, people who feel it. Yes. You know, so it's like, how, how is it possible? Because we're all connected. We're, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful entanglement. We just don't appreciate it. I think you're, I, I think you're absolutely right, Harry. I think you're absolutely right that we are all connected. So, so when I hear, if, if we don't care about what is happening in other parts of the world, we are affected by it nonetheless. So yes. I have to care about what happens in Waterbury because guess what? It's in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, 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 it's, I, I got to agree with um, Einstein with the spooky science quote because it it's so it's it's crazy it's a crazy but beautiful thing right um how we're able to to have a connection with people and, and not just you know through the internet I'm talking about having connections with people all over the world that's why it, it's it's sort of, and this is what's scary about what's happening now, how everybody, there's so much hate in the world. Because um, it's, it's almost like a, a consciousness that we're, we all share. And we're putting such darkness out towards each other, you know? And, and, and most people, well, not most, a, a lot of people have the ability to shift that energy and try to, to bring light out of the darkness, but a lot of people just absorb the darkness, you know, and, and it's scary. It's scary how, I, I, you know, watching the news this morning and all the tragedy happening all over America and around the world, you start thinking, you know, <laughs> at what point do we get our crap together? At what yeah. point do we actually really start caring about each other and not trying to one-up each other every five seconds? Well, I, 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 I can only speak to, I, I don't know, I, as I said at the top of the hour, you know, we, 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 we need a marriage counseling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> America needs couple counseling. But I will say this, that it, that no matter, no matter Whatever, whatever needs to happen, nothing can happen until it begins in self. 
and until selves are willing to sort of live to the high ideas of any yeah. any creed, uh, then we're going to have um, this destruction. So yeah, people but... have to, individual selves have to make the decision. You know, you know that's that's that uh that saying charity begins at home. Everything starts where you are. Starts where you are, and then it becomes a ripple effect. I I live it every single day. When I moved on this street three years ago, people weren't coming out outside. People were not outside on these porches. They were not three years ago. Now my neighbors are on their porches on the weekends during the week. The kids are outside playing. My neighbor, my elderly neighbor across the street, comes out and sits on her porch. Uh, my neighbor next door, who's a newly widowed woman, she works in her yard. Why? Because I said, I'm going to sit on this porch and I will see the community and the community will see me. And now other people have taken that to mean, I think it's safe to sit out outside. <laughs> I think it's a good idea to sit outside. And so when I go outside, or, and then when I walk out my house sometimes, you know what my neighbors say to me, the, the one across the street said, oh, I didn't see you sitting on the porch yesterday evening. I was like, Wow. And she's an old lady, Harry. And old ladies are, are vulnerable. Do you know what I mean? Like she's vulnerable. So she's not going to sit out there, just be the only lone person sitting out there. But now, because I sit out there regularly, and now my neighbors, listen, my neighbors turned on their porch light the other weekend, Harry. I didn't even know they had a porch light. <laughs> I've been here three years. I didn't even know they had a porch light. I was like, oh, shoot, there's a light. <laughs> and you can ask if I swear to God, I was shocked. I almost fell down the stairs. I was like, there's a light. And <laughs> a light on. You know, it, it, it is crazy, but self, let me tell you, there's so much group think these days that it's hard for people to depend on themselves. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just a scary thing. I mean, <sighs> because think about it. I mean, to act, you have to actually start thinking for yourself. And that's not what we're conditioned to do now. We're, we're conditioned to get quick information, whether it's bad information or good information. It's quick information and you like it because it's quick. <laughs> you could consume it quickly. You know, so it's we're trained not to be very intelligent these days, perhaps. Oh no, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to argue that fact. America is is hella dumbing down. We see it. We see it in 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 boards of educations and and elected officials across this country that there is that it, you know you can control you can control a population by taking away opportunities and access to education and intelligent thought. I mean, that's really how you do it. You know. So, so that you can, you can tell people, you can control people um, that way. I mean, that, I get it. That, that's not new. That's it's just every, getting worse. Every, every good dictator has, has used that tactic. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's just getting worse. And, you know, it's. I don't it's, know if it's getting worse, Harry, or, or because we have a 24 seven news cycle yeah. and access to information. Um that we that it just seems like it's getting worse. I think it's always been true. I just think we're we we can experience it in real time. And we've always had stupid people 
<laughs> yeah, right. But but it's just so much information. It, that well, that's the thing. It's so much information. Right. It, so it is. so people are scared of having to actually <laughs> sift through the information to get good information that they just consume instead of you know going instead of instead of weeding that, out. Yes. Yeah, they go. <laughs> yeah. And now they know nothing. They're just regurgitating. When I so, when I used to, when I used to teach um, television and film production stuff, you know, I used to I used to, and when I was teaching marketing as an adjunct professor, you know, I used to teach a course in marketing, and I and I would say to them, you know, marketing is a good example of being of being told you want something that you didn't even know you wanted, <laughs> and you have to be able to sift through the realities of. What 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 is this ad telling you? <laughs> and 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 why do you think you need that widget? And then you go buy the widget. You don't even know if you need it or not. Have it. you didn't even know you wanted it until you saw it and it said you should have this because if you have this, you'll be powerful. You'll be accepted. You'll be beautiful. You'll be you'll be liked. You'll be loved. You'll be you'll be in the in crowd. You'll be see you see all of that. And everybody wants a little taste of that, Harry. Everybody wants a little taste of it. Yep. Everybody. Yep. And it's but and it's so easy these days, right? Before you used to have to work. Yes. <laughs> at, at, at being you have to you used to have to work at being dumb. <laughs> now it's just so easy. <laughs> well, because you know why? Because there's a lot of forces. That help you. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of Harry. There's a reason why the news has shifted from the news to entertainment. There's a reason why we get a lot of celebrity gossip and a lot of celebrity. You know, Harry. Forty years ago, twenty years ago, you didn't know all this stuff about celebrities. You ain't know a damn thing about them. You're just like, oh, we see them on the red carpet. We see them in the movies. Now we know they lot. We know all of their story. We know they got drug problems. They beat their wives. They, I mean, we know for better or for worse, we just know stuff. We just yeah, know abso it. absolutely. The the other, I would say, like two months ago, I clicked on a story, an entertainment story, and I think it was about one of the shows stranger things or something like that and now that algorithm oh has, yeah. picked, has picked up <laughs> and now i get all of these notifications for <laughs> 20 million different stories that i don't care but you know, know. so <laughs> you know what i'm saying so now but other people will just consume 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 me i'm like Please stop this. I, I was interested in that one story. <coughs> no, they, they, I, I did that same thing with um, a particular uh, toaster I was looking at. A friend yeah. of mine has a fancy ass toaster and I wanted to see how much it, I wanted to see the accompanying pieces in that color, what it would cost. And, uh, and I swear to God, I had the same thing. Now I'm getting bombarded with it. Yeah, these two hundred dollar toasters from around the world, and I was like, I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not buying any of these. I just wanted to take a look. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, you no, know, 
So it, it's just so easy to get caught up. It's you're you're easily they they've mastered um, basically hypnotizing the crowd, the the audiences. Um, it's 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 a game. It's a game, but you know it's clicks, it's views, it's this, it's that. They don't care <laughs> how much your brain is rotting. They don't care. They just want to make sure that if it rots, it rots in front of their page. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's insane. And I, I think this is why vacations are so good because you can you can wind down from some of this. Although I I really didn't. When I was on vacation, I posted up my vacation pictures because I had friends who lived across the country who I just want them to experience the vacation with me, even though they can't because, you know, not here. So so I, 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 I get it. I, I love being able to access social media and websites and all. I, I love being able to do it from the from the ease of my phone. I just love it, particularly if I'm someplace like if I'm at the doctor's office and I don't want to read a magazine. Sometimes it depends on the ma- if they have if they have, you know, magazines of this decade. I-, I might pick up one to read. But most times, however, they never have anything that's worth. So and sometimes they have TV on that's just ninny headed TV. So I could pull up an article or something and read on my phone and just be like, OK, all right. So I, I like the I like the I like the technology. I love the access to information. But I, I, I do think though, I you know what? I was listening to a parent the other day on one of these little daytime shows. And they were whining about their kids, 12 and 13 year olds, on their smartphones all hours of the day and night. And for me, it's a simple fix. Just they got to put the phone in your room. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah, you just take the phone. Just take the phone. But I think what she was saying was when she does that, the fallout and the carrying on of the kids, it's just not worth it to her. So she just abdicates parenting well, in that moment. Right. That's what it looks like to me, Harry. It is because like when when I got Bella her phone, um. I made sure she had a kid account and I, and I, you know, I, I put it so that I have to authorize every single thing, right? It becomes a headache having to authorize her friend, her this, her that. Um, I, I've since given that to her my daughter. Okay. Yeah. So, but, so it is work. What looking at, you look up at the end of the day, you you could you have the ability to go and look up what she looked up. What this and that. It's work. And my daughter does it. And my daughter takes her phone away for a week at a time and stuff like that to make sure she's not dependent on her phone. Yeah. And but that's what like parent, that. but that's parenting, Harry, right? Like right. and that's parented in this modern moment. Like th- yeah. there's no getting around that. Like that's what you have to do. I I don't understand why parents don't get that. You know this whole well freedom and all that. You know when your kids, you know when you get freedom. Is you know what I used to tell my kids. You know when you get freedom, 
when you are able to leave my house, pay your own rent somewhere, that's the freedom. That's right. There's no freedom on the island of Babs. (laughs) Yeah. When it's your phone bill, then you you worry about who's controlling your phone. You know, I I I I'm not it's not a democracy in here. (laughs) I'm a straight up dictator. I might listen to you. (laughs) I might. But ultimately, I decide. I took yeah. when my kids were from the they were thir- 13 was the age we said they would get cell phones. And so each one got their phone when they turned 13, each one got their phone. And then they had to put it in my room at eight o'clock, eight thirty. By the time they were getting ready for bed, nobody, no one could have their phone past 10 o'clock. It had to be in my room and then they could have it back when they are on their way to on their way out for the day for school. Because, you know, they need these phones, Harry, because assignments and all this other kind of stuff. So I was like, okay. All right. I mean, it, the and the scariest part is that they need their phone to be able to reach out to you. Yes. <laughs> As I used to tell parents, don't be afraid. You, you can control how much access. Yeah. It just, like you said, it's a lot of work. It's, it's a lot, a lot of, work. of work. But if you, if you are concerned then you got to put the work in i mean there's just no there's right. just no way around it harry like you have to put in the checks and balances because this is important otherwise right. you're just gonna have a kid that's right. we, on the phone and like, you don't know who the hell's talking to them right like my my daughter tries to control you know who she's talking to so her friends need to be accepted and everything so but the thing is you know it, it was maybe like Maybe 10 months ago, she asked to be um to be allowed to play this game that her friends are in, you know. But then when my daughter looked at it, she was like, uh-uh. It was there were sure her friends were part of the but there was grown community. People in that. But there were other people who were, had the ability to talk to them. And yeah. I said, hey, what are you doing tonight? What this, what that? Yeah, yeah. That's how you it know, starts, Harry. Yeah. So my daughter's like, nope, you have no access to any anything that has a chat, you know, in it. So because if I can't control who's in the chat, you can't have the game. You know, so it it is. It's a lot of work. <laughs> it's a lot it's a, of work. These, pre- these predators understand they depend on parents to advocate parenting. Yeah, they do, Harry. And they get in these chats and talk like kids. Yeah, they do. Yeah. I've I've seen it. Listen, when my stepdaughter was a teenager, she got in a chat with some cat, ran off with him. Now, luckily for us, it was within the na- she lived in Harlem, within the neighborhood, and it was somebody who they kind of kind of knew or saw around. But the fact that he lured her away, and he was older. Yeah, it's 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 the most scary thing out there, right? And unfortunately. These um, social media companies are more interested in the dollars that they make and not in protecting your children. Yeah. You know, so it's it is your job to protect your children. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that's obvious to say, but it's your job. So be aware of the chat rooms that they get into and, and think to you and also be aware that you think, oh, it's a kid game, but there may be a chat 
inside that game, and that's how people get to them. Yes. So and they do. You know, it, it's very it's predatory. Scary. It's very, yeah. very. Pre- and a chat is so easy, Harry, because they start so, you know, hey, how was your day? Oh, my teacher, blah, blah, blah. How's your teacher? You know, it starts like that. And then the next thing you know, these kids are sending pictures of their private parts. Oh, meet me at McDonald's. Do all this kind of foolishness. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this, this, this show, Babs, I think you would. I think you would enjoy it, but it's a little creepy. Oh, boy. Um, it's called Evil. Oh, no. I know this show. Yeah. I watched it on CBS. Yeah. I watched so, the first season, Harry. It scared me to death. <laughs> oh, it scared you? Oh, my God. It's gotten so much creepier. The, the brother and the, and, the, and the woman, right? And she could, she's, she, they investigate paranormal things. Yeah. Yeah. So it's she, gotten so much creepier. They moved it from CBS to Paramount, the app. Okay. And it's gotten so much creepier, but it's so good. It is just The last so time good. I watched it, Harry, that woman was trapped in some kind of hospital thing or <laughs> a, a old folks' home or some old thing. She went to go visit somebody and she was stuck. And I, I was like, nope. <laughs> I, right. was already, I was already freaked out with the, the stuff that was happening. Because I guess he's a priest or something. Yeah, well, she, right. He the, he's a, a priest in training. Yeah, and she's like a she's a psychologist. Uh, yeah, or, right. So and, she she tries to explain away the yeah. paranormal, and he's like, Mm-mm, "This is the work of the right. devil." So so he <laughs> he brings her he brings her in to to see if it's a medical issue, and once she can't, you know, she can't explain it through science. He goes, "Okay, this is." evil yeah so we got to exercise this or whatever it is we got (laughs) spells or whatever we got to do right and and recently they've done the video game thing where the guy the evil guy who's you know the satanist he's actually trying to groom the psychologist's daughter oh lord through that game because they want her to be she's been marked to be uh you know a satanist or something you know, so it's like, so he's trying to recruit her or groom her to evil through the video game. You know, so it's 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 pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, but this guy is so much creepier. <laughs> no, 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 I'm not watching. I tell you, Harry, I watched it halfway through the first season, scared me to death. I was like, this is too, it was because it stayed in my nerves, Harry. I would be thinking about this. I was like, what did I just watch? I was like, oh, no, I can't. I don't like that heavy psychological mess with my mind stuff. You know, recently he he's um he's seen angels. Oh, right. And they come out of but but he's seen them like the Bible, the pick, you know, the the Vatican picture Bible opening up and the angels talk to him on the pages. And it's been white angels. And he started thinking to himself. Why the hell am I always seeing white angels? <laughs> and he was like, what's going on? Because I know God makes everybody. So there have to be black angels. And he starts thinking to himself and he realizes he's been conditioned to see white angels. Yeah. And so he's finally the last, I think it's the last episode the page is open and it was 
Black angels. A black angel. Oh, look at look at that critical race theory. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good show, but I think it is a good show, Harry. I can't do it. I I just can't. I you know I don't like supernatural things like that. I just it just freaks. It just gives me the willy woos too much. Yeah, there's a and it's kind of it's on point with with the evil in the world. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, I, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. Ooh. And, and the good part is, is that, you know, she's not a believer. You know, she's a psychologist. She, yeah. And then they also have a, th- a third guy, um, a Muslim guy who who's the scientist. OK. And so she she tries to explain it medically. He tries to disprove it with science. So they'll go, oh, that chair is sliding across the room. And he's like okay, I'm going to try to disprove this with science. And he'll go and he'll see if there's anything magnetized in the, you know, and stuff like that. So it's it's a really, it's a really interesting show. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. You know, Karen doesn't like it. I watched, I'll tell you how I watched the halfway through the first season. Because I was like, I like this kind of stuff. And I was like, Mm-mm. they had too much supernatural stuff for my taste. And I know they were trying to dispel. And I was like, Mm-mm. can't do it. And, and I like the brother in this piece. Like I like him. Yeah, yeah. I like him. Yeah, he's um he's been struggling because he has a, a constant demon in his room. Who's oh. there and the demon takes the form of the psychologist, and he's the demon's trying to get him to sleep with the psychologist. Oh. So it's like it's a oh, constant boy. fight then. <laughs> Wow. But you have to be into stuff like that, you know. And and I love their picture books. They have these these um in the beginning of the show, they open up and the title of the episode is on the yeah. picture book, and it's like yep uh the the history of demons, and then they flip the book and it's the history of angels. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I love it. <laughs> no, I, 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 I gave it up, Harry. I was like, ooh. I gave up Stranger Things, too. I like, I got through the first two seasons, and I was like, okay, I'm done. I, I just finished this past season. Um, so I think this past season actually was way better than the last one. So oh, okay. It felt like it kind of died there for a little bit. Um, but it, it's better. I think they're going to do one more season to close out, you know, the series. Um, but these, you know, these kids are, are grown already. I know they're grown up. Like, they're grown up. I see them on some other show. I was like, wait a minute. Is that the kid? It, yeah, they're grown. And, you know, they, it was it was a hiatus during COVID for two two years. Yeah. I think. So, yeah. So now you see that one of them sprouted up. It's like, whew. Like, all, okay. I, the girls all look the same. Just about, you know, a foot and a half taller. Mm-hmm. The guy, the guys look a little different, but they they all still they're kids. They're, they're kids. kids. I mean, they're still kids, but now they're yeah. bigger kids. Yeah. So yeah. No, I I can't do it. So yeah, like, there was a lot of evil in that this season. <laughs> uh-uh. you know? And then, you know, like Bella likes the series. Now, Daisy, you know, in the, I think the Mohegan recently, 
or is coming up, and they're going to have the doll Annabelle on display. You know, Annabelle, the possessed doll that they made movies about. And, and so it's, a, th- it's an actual doll that was possessed and, and had families, you know. Are, going you, are, you, are you going to take? No, I, no, but I, I'm not taking anybody. But Daisy's a fan of the Annabelle, right? So they, you know, Daisy loves Chucky too, you know. So <laughs> Daisy got this weirdness about her when it comes to scary movies. But then she can't sleep at night. But she loves it. She's like, Papa. When she comes here, she's like, Papa, put Chucky. And I'm like, No, Daisy, then you're not gonna sleep. And she's like, I'm gonna sleep. <laughs> You know, she, she yeah. like, put, put, put Annabelle. And, but yeah. she, she, she likes it, but Bella's terrified of that stuff. So Daisy will put it on and she'll go, Papa, put Annabelle. I want to see Bella get scared. And I'm like, but Daisy, then you're not going to sleep either. And she's like, I'm going to sleep. Don't worry, put it on. <laughs> you know, so and, Daisy and, so what do you do? No, no, I don't put it. <laughs> I don't put it because she, she Daisy gets stuck. You put you put Chucky and she wants to see Chucky for the next two weeks. Oh gosh. She gets stuck on it. She thinks it's hilarious. She's she thinks it's hilarious, but then at night she's dreaming about it. She actually has a Chucky doll that her father bought her. And I was like, why do you buy her the Chucky doll? But but she loves that stuff. Oh gosh. So, so I would imagine that if she knew that she could go see Annabelle, she would Oh, don't don't mention it because no. you'll, be, you'll be driving her to, <laughs> to the casino to see this uh, damn. A possessed doll. Listen, I, can you really be in a space with a possessed doll? I don't know. I'd be afraid it would jump in me or something. Nope. I'm like, why would you put that on display? I mean, what if it's real? I I don't I don't think personally it's gonna be possessed I, I don't i'm not gonna find out <laughs> right that's just that's just where it is for me eric i <laughs> i i don't need to have an argument about it listen <laughs> i don't i'm not gonna be in the space with it so I, right you're not gonna test it <laughs> no i'm not what <laughs> one way or the other i'm not <laughs> that's not happening I'm like, I, don't, I don't care i'm not doing it yeah, because you figures it was put in, you know, it's that couple that used to go, they were exorcists, I guess. Oh, Lord. And they used to go, they used to travel, they traveled to, I think, England at one point to deal with a case over there of a house that was possessed. So, so they, they've collected evil items over the years, right? Items that they felt were possessed or had some, you know, were connected to evil. And they had it in their in their garage or something. They made it into like a little museum. And now I guess I'm, I'm not sure if they passed or something. That now this thing's coming out and it's in the Mohegan Sun. <laughs> Imagine that. I'm like, I, I tell I tell you, I know who won't be seeing it. <laughs> That's all I got to say, Harry. I I don't need to go see possessed items of any sort. Like I I don't. If you tell me it's possessed, Harry, I'm mean, you know what I'm gonna say. Okay. Cool. That's it. I don't need to see it. I don't even need to hold it. Nothing. Just like, I. <laughs> you know, I I would. I'm the type who wants to go into a haunted house. Mm-mm. 
and stuff because I just think every house is haunted, right? Every house yeah, is haunted. That's what I was gonna say because I, I just think it's leftover energy of the person who passed, right? So we're all energy. So you can't kill energy. You you could kill this this vessel that holds the energy, but you can't actually kill the energy. So some of if it's dark energy, depending on who the person is, you may have some of that stuff left behind. And when you walk into a room, you feel that person's negative energy that you know that lived there for so long or something. And some of the, the traces of that negativity is left behind. Um, yeah. And that's me trying to explain it with science. But it, you, you have to figure it like that. We're, we're all just energy. That's what we I'm, I'm with you, Harry. You kind of argument with me. When I moved into this space, the house was, the, the apartment was unusually noisy and creepy. And I just put my foot down. I said, listen, listen, ghost, spirits, <laughs> I, I, I need to live here. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like not have you be here. I'm just saying we have to coexist. I don't mean you no harm. I'm hoping you don't mean me no harm. But I, this is where I have to live. And I'm going to take care of the space. You come and go as you want, but I, don't try to scare me to death because I, I, there's no other place for me to go. I need to be here. So that's what I swear to God, Harry. And then I burned some sage and some uh, those little uh, those little pieces of wood. That so, you particular... just, so you just tell your goals. Let's coexist. Yes. <laughs> Open the windows. I burned some sage, some candles, said some yeah. prayers. I walked I, through the whole room, smudging the, all the rooms. So you open the window and you say, listen, if you have to leave, leave. <laughs> but if you stay in, let's coexist. Yeah, that's it. Like I, I hear that. On. See, and, and I'm the type that my cameras always trigger movement. They go movement in the living room, movement in the hallway, movement on the stairs. And I'm like, I know there ain't nobody in the house. <laughs> so I so I watch the videos and I'm waiting for some type of orb or some, <laughs> some, mist, some mist to come out. And Kara's like, what are you doing? What are you I'm doing? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I, we have ghosts or something. They just, I, I'm waiting for them to pop up somewhere. On camera, so I could just you know I could go viral. I could put it on YouTube and everybody, ah! you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm not scared of that stuff. That's why I would love if I could have uh, like a, a tour of haunted houses. I wouldn't even stay in a haunted house. You would stay. Yeah, if 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 you could, if you to prove to me it's haunted, I want to experience it. There are places where you can stay, Harry. I think there's a couple in Connecticut some inns or something that's haunted that you could stay. I'm, I'm not interested in that either. Because <laughs> I'd have to have the talk again be like, listen. Well, you see, I, I, I don't think I could get, I'm not going to get possessed. I'm too stubborn. I don't think a demon would want to live in this skull anyway, right? So <laughs> I'm too stubborn. I'm, I'm, I'm not inviting. You see, I'm quiet over here because you you setting up a, <laughs> no, it no, looks no. like you setting up an invitation. No, but you know what? If, some, if a haunted house you know, wants to sponsor us on this show. That, Babs, that would be, Babs and I will go stay. No, Harry will go stay. 
Guys, it wouldn't be fun without you. Yeah, it would. You know what? I'll sit in the car. <laughs> you do play-by-play. And you can live stream it. <laughs> yeah, you do play-by-play. And there goes Harry getting possessed. He, he, he said he couldn't, but there he goes. He's and, floating. And, and when it comes to cut your head off, I'm like, Harry, run! <laughs> now, mind you, I'm not running in there. <laughs> oh, you're not, you're not going to come save me. You're, you're I, like, I, might, I might. It depends. I'll, I'll walk in there like, listen, listen, you damn demons, whatever it is. Knock well, it off. Let's what was go, it? Harry. Uh, Eddie Murphy had a joke where he said, um, if poltergeist happened to him, he would be like, he would go to the police department and say, listen, officer, my daughter's in the TV. He's like, you know, I'm a man. I changed the channel. I try to help her. But then I had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so he changed the channel. He tried to help her. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that, that'd be about the extent of it, Harry. I feel like That's Harry, it. don't make me come to the yeah. other side. Don't make me do it. So so Dawn Herring said, take no chances, Babs. I take none, man. I'm not <laughs> listen. And she said, if you're gonna go with me, keep the keys and the ignition. <laughs> I, I'm not one of these <laughs> foolish people. I'm not. I'm not going to fall down. I'm not going to do know, any right? of that. It's not going to happen, Harry. Be like, I've seen this movie before. I'm not, I'm, not a, I'm not a white woman with blonde hair. It's not going to happen. I know how to get away. <laughs> you don't got to worry. You'd be like, I helped. I called 911. I, I had to leave. I'm not I doing mean, it. But but maybe you should you should check out Evil. No, uh-uh, I can't do it, Harry. That's too much on my brain. And it needs to come on like at 10 o'clock at night. I was like, oh. <laughs> well, now it's it's on Paramount Plus, and you can stream it whenever you want. Does it cost that Paramount? Saturday morning. You know, because Paramount is, or CBS is the parent company of Paramount. So shows that they want to do a little more with and have cursing and stuff like that. They just move to those platforms. But so does, they don't do have you have to, to pay for Paramount, though? Do you uh, have to pay? I, I think it's, uh, yeah, I think it's $5.99 a month. Nope. You know, so. Uh-uh. I think uh-uh. I, I get Paramount with. Um, I have a fire stick, but I got to put a new battery in the remote because I haven't been able to use it. So I was like, I got to put a new battery in because the remote is dead. So I was like, all right. So when you, when you put the new battery in, it might not be synced to the stick anymore. So what you'll have to do is hold the, the, the home button or tap the home button a lot until it picks it up. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick up a battery today because it's been like that for a while. Because I mostly use my Netflix. Like I usually I just watch Netflix. But I was like, I have a whole fire stick with a whole bunch of other apps. I could just be watching stuff. Yeah. And Prime has been bringing. And I have Prime too. Yeah. Prime has been bringing a lot of movies and stuff. So. And Hulu and all. I got all that mess. So I got to. I was like, okay, let me, let me. Because it's part of the little package I got. So now I guess I need to. Unfortunately, I have all that mess too. So it brings. The cord cutting actually brings my my cable bill to over two hundred dollars because oh! with all the other services, I think cord cutting ha- lasted like a year. Yeah, and then you no had cord to, cutting. 
and then you had to put all this stuff back. You know, you had to get all this, all these little apps all over the place. I was like, oh, this is, a, give me one package with all the things. Give me, give me back old school cable. I know. Just bring me back I old mean, school cable. I mean, I, I know Xfinity has packages that include some of the apps. So they give you the apps for free. Um, I'm going to have to look at that because I'm paying for so many free I think I, I think I might have to go with the Xfinity. I t- tell Paul, if he wants to put new Wi-Fi in my space, Xfinity would be the good way to go. <laughs> uh, Paul, you know Paul listens to us every day. I know. <laughs> Paul is our biggest fan. <laughs> Could you could you can we can we put can we put my Wi-Fi on Xfinity? Because Frontier is janky. I hate oh. them so much. Oh my yeah. God, Harry. It's the worst, 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 worst. You know, and unless you get fiber with Frontier, their their DSL service sucks. It's terrible. Yes. You might say that. Oh, you're uh, right. You can say it. You know, so I mean it, it's just it's just hard. I've a lot of the people that I've gone and, and you know, um, set up Wi-Fi systems in their homes and stuff like that, I always tell them I'm not going to set up anything that has to do with Frontier because then you're going to be calling me every five minutes and it has nothing to do with the system. It has to do with Frontier. Yeah. You know, so, and not knocking any specific company, but, you know, Xfinity is a lot more stable. They have their problems every once in a while, too. But it's more weather related, or yeah. Or, I had Xfinity uh, at my house, and I yeah. loved it. Yeah, I loved it. It was you fine. Know, you usually don't get. I mean, you'll get the occasional something happened in California that takes down one of the servers or something. But compared to Frontier, oh my God, it's night and day. I yeah. would stay away from Frontier, but I think unless, have to unless, make it- unless you want to sponsor us. <laughs> then I'll put Frontier in my house. Fiber though. <laughs> Only fiber. You have to actually bring the line. <laughs> because there's there's no fiber in my area. Well, I'm I'm about to I'm about to give up Frontier. I just have to figure out what makes sense and uh e- e- economically, because this is just I can't stand it. I really can't, Harry. I really can't. So I, like, I, right. I just I was just reading an article about Frontier of how they're um they're hiring a lot of part timers to bypass the yeah. union. Yep. Stuff like and, that. And that's another reason. they they you know they came full of these promises about what they were planning to do here. And they've they've reneged on just about every damn thing. I mean, they're just not cool. You know, and the way that they are against organized labor just really gets on my nerves i can't i just like i have to give you all up like a bad habit yeah so supposedly also the contracting work that they're hiring isn't up to standards so no they they having all kinds of problems yeah i was like y'all are y'all trying to run out of business is that, <laughs> sometimes is that the, it looks that way <laughs> is that the game plan like y'all trying to get out the game it's like let's make this terrible for everybody so, all right. Yeah, we got time we for us to go. Through. But uh, I'm back tomorrow, y'all. Tomorrow's Thursday. Woohoo! September first, Harry. Oh Jeez. Lord, I can't. I can't believe how fast time is flying. Look, 
know. When I was when I was young, I used to hear the term um, "time flies when you're having fun." Well, let me tell you, when you're getting old, time flies even faster. I think so. It's just. I must say, I dig your little dog shirt on today. Like you got on some color. Like that's honestly got color. Cause it, uh, I'm the big dog, you know. Okay, all right, I see it. Hey, you're right, and I got color. I got my undershirt. I know. I see it. I mean, I that's real color. Like, I, what is happening? <laughs> I'm representing the Love Baz Love Talk Show. <laughs> Next thing I know, no you'll be on somebody's runway. <laughs> Well, have a fashion show, right? Style with Harry. Hopefully, in in the next few months, I'll get slimmer, um, and I'll I'll be able. You know, my <laughs> my goal is to. I mean, besides the new knees, I need new knees. But for October, when my vacation, which is in a month now, um, I want to fit in my plane seat comfortably. Okay, that, that's you know, a good I, goal. Yeah, I don't get first class seat so it's like i gotta fit into those small little compact areas i know i'm usually a sardine when is your vacation let me put it in my calendar my vacation is i think october 1st i'm not sure october 1st no not october something to something <laughs> okay harry you need to let us know so we can all plan accordingly i, I, I sent that email oh, you like, did? like four months ago but i'll send uh, the reminder email okay send it again <laughs> so i can so i can cap i'll just do a search I'm like look, let me look for the damn harry harry email yeah so you know so tomorrow's september right and we're, are we shut down Monday for yeah, Labor, Labor Day. Day? Okay. Yep, everybody's show is off. No, Harry, I don't have I don't have your I'll vacation send stuff. Send it again. Yeah, so yeah. So I'll be off, I think it's about eight days or eight or nine days. Eight or nine business days. Eight okay. business days. So that's fine. But, so hopefully I'm able to slide into that Avello claim seat comfortably. Mm-hmm. Yes, I will be flying out of Tweed. I can't wait to hear how you experience it. Yeah, I can't wait either. You, but you know what, Bez? You know what really costs this vacation? What? The room? Because oh, there are no rental cars. That's why. You oh better double, double check to make sure. Yeah, I, I did. And it was like, oh my God. So the plane tickets end up being like, like $400 round trip for both of us, right? But the rental car ends up being $650. Oh God. Yeah, it's insane. Like, honey, we, we staying in the rental car. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, I mean, we have the timeshare, so... We're not paying any more costs with for okay, so that's so that's still good, but yeah, so but it's still it's like the rental car 650 for for six days. I mean, come on, people, yeah, because they don't have any cars and double check before you leave to make sure, yeah, because they are they are playing fast and loose with people, 
I'll be uh, Ubering, if anything, if there's no <laughs> rental car. And we'll just do walking distance stuff. <laughs> wow. <laughs> just double check. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Just anyway. So, all right. We'll be back tomorrow, people. Thursday. Yep. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Love Bad Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM. Your home for community radio. Mm-hmm.